Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Evan Washburn probably wishes he was going to Miami this weekend, but he will be in Baltimore. Dolphins at Ravens. This is going to be a spectacular game. A lot of playoff implications in terms of seeding on the line in this one. And Evan Washburn will be on the sideline. You'll have Ian Eagle and Charles Davis in the booth for Dolphins at the Ravens. And Evan is kind enough to join us right now. Evan, appreciate it. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I, and I can one-up you, Zach. I'm actually in Miami right now. Oh, are you? to sit down with Bradley Chubb. So I'm being able to check both boxes of some South Florida sunshine and then um, some good old Baltimore Charm City life. But you always live the good life. The only thing I get concerned about with Evan Washburn this time of the year, you have some of the best hair that I've ever seen. So when you go to Baltimore and you have one of these windy games, how do you make sure that the hair just stays so perfectly in place for all your reports? You know, this is where experience and preparation really comes into play. This is why we put in those hours in August, September, October, November, because in December and January, this is where it counts. And, uh, it's about, again, process and protection and making sure you're ready to step up when the moment calls. So I'll be ready. Is there like a firm wax that you use or you kind of go for some of that medium wax stuff? You know, uh, I don't much like coaches like to divulge the game plan. Uh, I'll let the uh, I'll let the, <laughs> the play on the field tell the story. Uh, people are just wondering if there's any performance enhancers that are used here. You know, people then start to question the Hall of Fame resume for one Evan Washburn. Uh, completely natural on all fronts. (laughs) All righty, get into this game. I'll start you off with the Dolphins since you're around them today. Uh, They needed to win a big game. They did so last week. Just what has kind of been the vibe around this team? As I never thought when they were losing to some of these big games, it got to them. But naturally, as a human, you hear that noise that is uh, being said about you. Yeah, I think they've done a a proper kind of ratio of embracing the doubt, embracing the question, using it as motivation, which I feel like this year more than ever, athletes are really dialing into the underdog, the doubters, all the noise. And it's really become, I think, a a powerful tool for them. As much as in the moment it's criticizing those that are criticizing them, the outcome has, has often been a positive thing. And I think that's what you've seen from the Dolphins in what they did against the Dallas Cowboys. And not just because I spent a lot of time with Bradley Chubb today. I I think the defense for Miami has really been the story the last month. They've been as big a reason, if not the reason, why they went 3-0 in December, 3-1, excuse me, 
and why they find themselves in a, in a chance to kind of keep chasing that one seat. Why is that defense improved? Because I thought it was a big loss when they they suffered the injury on Black Friday with Jalen Phillips. I thought he could kind of be what Hassan Reddick was to the Eagles last year. What have you seen in this last month from this defense to get them playing a lot better as a unit? Multiple things. Uh, I would agree Jalen Phillips' loss was huge, but Andrew Van Ginkle has come in and been a revelation. And he's really honored him with his play, and he's proven to be not just a good story, a grinder with great hair, a fifth rounder a few years ago. He's a legit pass rusher and game changer. Jalen Ramsey came back as well. Having him in the back end is huge for all the obvious reasons. He's a future Hall of Fame cornerback. They lose Javon Holland, but Deshaun Elliott and some guys have really stepped up. They also lost Jerome Baker, their middle linebacker. Duke Riley slid in there. So it's, it's an example of depth that they have. Uh, Vic Fangio doing what he does best and dialing up defense. And that front, to me, is really where it starts with Bradley Chubb, with Andrew Van Ginkle, and Christian Wilkins having an incredible year in a contract season. Talking to Evan Washburn right now, do you think the MVP – is one this weekend because a lot of people have been making the case for Tyree kill. And a lot of people have obviously made the case for Lamar Jackson, who right now uh, is the front runner to win the award. I would say. Why not Tua? That's fair as well. I, I would personally go Tyreek though, over Tua. would you not? Well, then are we going Christian McCaffrey over Brock Purdy? I, I would, I don't know how, I don't know what other people but would, Heisman, but yeah, it's the Heisman of the NFL. I mean, that, that's what it is. It's yeah. Quarterbacks quarterback are at the 50 the yard team. line and then I mean, everyone else is 50 yards behind them. We can call it what it is, but it, it's really, that's what it comes down to. So look, I think, and I think quarterbacks do have the highest value, um, even though they might not be the best player on the field. I, I think to answer your question, I think Lamar has put himself in a position where he can win this award with them winning out or not winning out. He just can't have a Brock Purdy event uh, mm. on Sunday afternoon. You know, uh, really, but I also think two is right in the mix. Yeah, it, interesting. Evan Washburn here with us. It annoys me though, and I don't know if you feel this way as well when it comes to Lamar. This guy has been doubted for so many years, and I thought the coverage around him in the draft process, Bill Polian saying changing the position was absolutely laughable. And all this guy has done has had success. I know he hasn't won a Super Bowl. I know he's only won one playoff game. But it's crazy to me how that's like the end-all, be-all when a lot of players that are all-time greats didn't win until later on in their career. I, I can't really find any, any flaws right now with Lamar Jackson, but it still feels like there are a contingent of people that don't want to give him his credit and give him his due. Well, I think part of it is is the the apparatus has changed in how we do this and we're part of it. And what we're doing right now didn't exist to the degree that it does now when I'm trying to think of a quarterback who took a while to win one or to have success in the postseason. I mean, even Peyton Manning, it, it, yeah. it wasn't built in that way. There were columnists, there was no real strength in newspapers. And, and yes, there was TV. This is in the dark ages, but I, I think to, to this level, the conversation just has so much more power and, and at times vitriol and negativity. But when it comes to Lamar, his, his greatest asset right now, in my opinion, is just how he's elevated this team and allowed them to maintain and, as he likes to say, stay locked in through a real challenging year. I mean, they've been dealt their injury blows just like every team. Their schedule has been hellacious when you look at – not just trips to London, but you go through it. 
and we did some of the games there. And the fact that they, in the games they lost, they shouldn't have lost. I mean, they they lost them themselves. I wouldn't say they were really beat. So I think that falls on Lamar, and I trust his teammates when they say he's different this year. The numbers are the numbers. They're even not as good as some of his previous seasons. But he's been an absolute alpha leader, and I think he's he's the reason why they are where they are right now. I don't know if one team has the advantage over the other in what I'm about to ask you, Evan Washburn, who will be on the sideline for Dolphins at the Ravens. So the Ravens had that huge victory last week on Monday night up against the 49ers. The Dolphins had a huge victory up against the Cowboys. If one were to have more of a a letdown and maybe uh, be a little bit hungover in that first half from the euphoria of last week, do you think that's a challenge for, for either one of these teams this weekend? I mean, if, if there was one team to have it, it would be Baltimore, and it's less mental but just more physical. I mean, they played a Monday night game across the country against a rugged opponent. And, yeah, they, they blew them out by all intents and purposes, but that game left an impact physically on that team. Kyle Hamilton, for example, you know, he has his injury. They, they've had guys banged up this week. Zay Flowers kind of working through a calf. So those are just specific, but – Across the board, you talk to the guys in Baltimore, and, and they're sore. They're a day behind in recovery, and that, and that will matter when you have to reprime the engine, if you will, Sunday at 1 Eastern against a Ferrari in the Miami Dolphins. What's your take on uh, Joe Flacco and what he's been able to do with the Cleveland Browns, Evan Washburn? My favorite story in the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years of doing this, and look, I'm biased. I've uh, I went to the schools at Delaware with Joe um, and then got a chance to cover him all those years in Baltimore when I was coming up in Baltimore. He's a great guy. I'm so happy for him. The best part about it, Zach, is all the things that people have fallen in love with this year, it's the same guy he was for 11 years in Baltimore, and everybody was questioning whether he was elite and all those things. It's a great example of packaging and story building and when he's a first-round pick and a Super Bowl MVP, expectations completely go through the roof. And when you're coming off your mom's couch and you jump in in whatever it was, week 10 or 11, and then you start playing well, it's, it's completely different. So I'm just happy for him because he's also in, embracing it and enjoying it, which is what you want any of these guys to do. And it's great to see Elite Joe Flacco back, and, and I'll take it a step further. In all likelihood, they'll probably be – the five seed, I think it's a lock that they're going to be playing in the second round of the playoffs. Like whoever wins the AFC South, even if it ends up being uh, Kansas City falling down to the four seed, I think the Browns are, are winning on wild card weekend. Which means a potential divisional round game in Baltimore. Yep. And those NFL script writers deserve, I don't know if they're getting Emmys or Golden Globes. <laughs> I don't think they get Oscars, but uh, that'd be a great, That'd be a great episode for the 2023 season. The Flacco returned to Baltimore as the uh, shining king of Cleveland. And we also could get potentially, you know, not looking too far ahead. How about the Rams with Stafford maybe having to go into Detroit? Imagine we get both of those on division around weekend. I don't know if we're that, are we that uh, worthy, Zach? I'm not sure. <laughs> Wrap it up with Evan Washburn. Um, Kansas City. Where's your level of concern? I compared them earlier in the week to Brady's final season uh, in New England, where the record may say one thing, but when you actually watch that team play, it just feels like they're missing it and they don't have a lot of weapons. 
Yeah, I've I've heard that. I think that's a decent comp. I, it, it has Brady vibes. I would don't know if I'd go as negative or as drastic as that final season. Well, there was a season there before the knee injury. Maybe it was '06. I can't remember exactly. I don't have my my Patriots mm-hmm. season by season in front of me. But there was a season where he was. It was before they brought in Randy and all those guys. Yeah, it was with uh, Doug and, Gabriel and, and Rishay yeah. Caldwell. They got to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, so th- that to me is a more apt comp, more so because I, I just think that where Mahomes is in his career, the, there's not the external drama that existed with the New England mm-hmm. team that was Brady's last year. It, it might end up, in terms of results, being more in line with what you're saying. They, they, maybe they lose in, the, in a wild card or, or the divisional but I just, it, to me, it's a transition year in, in Kansas City. It feels that way. It feels like the shift from the first era of Mahomes and Reed, much like with Bill and Tom, to now those, those transitional, hopefully for them, it's only this season or a season or two before they're able to influx it with, with new talent offensively. But it's still hard as we sit here, Zach, in Week 17, as, as bad as it's looked, to completely bail on Kansas City. It, it, it's just it's a scary proposition when you think about who Mahomes is. And I know Travis Kelsey hasn't looked like it recently, but I, I just, I'm slower to bail these days than I probably was as a younger man. Two more for Evan Washburn. I remember sitting next to you last year during the playoffs for one of the Eagles' uh, victories. Uh, that team had great team chemistry. It seems totally different this year. Is this just because they got into a bad losing streak before getting away from that after taking care of the Giants last week, or do you think there's some legitimate team chemistry problems with the Eagles this year? It's funny. I was talking to a player last week, and we were talking about chemistry and the locker room and the bond, and this is a guy who's been in the league for 10 years. He's a pro bowler. And he was like, look, chemistry is good when you're winning. And, yes, that's not to say there aren't strong bonds that obviously need to exist and at times thrive during hardship. So I don't know if, and I'm not living that beat every day in Philly, and it's a different beat, mm-hmm. as we know, on so many fronts. Similar to Kansas City, I, I still think there's a team in there that can get right and, and go on a run. It almost feels like sometimes these Super Bowl teams and teams that do find themselves in that final game or final couple weeks – have that, that bump in the road, and maybe it's a three-game stretch. Maybe it's a four-game stretch. That's why I thought San Francisco's loss on Monday night to Baltimore, while disappointing for them, maybe the best thing that happens to them. I still have so much uh, invested in terms of what I believe that team can be. So, similarly, probably not to the level of San Francisco. That's how I feel about Philly. And then finally, Evan Washburn, Lions and Cowboys coming up uh, tomorrow evening at 8.15 p.m. Eastern uh, this Cowboys team, we know the Lions have already won the division championship. When you look at Dallas, now, earlier in the year, I, some people thought maybe they were going to be a little bit different. They, they found a way to get a big victory up against the Eagles. And then last week, even when Dak gets the ball in the end zone, then their defense crumbles at the end up against Miami. Uh, what do you make of the Cowboys as they enter their final two weeks of the regular season? Look, until they, and it starts Saturday to some degree, but that, that won't put it to bed. It, it's, it's about kind of creating that edge and hardening much like what Baltimore's done and how they've navigated their schedule. You have to kind of win those hard games and those grimy games. And against Miami, they fell short and they now are gifted in a lot of ways, an opportunity to, to reset that 
whether you call it narrative or just belief from the outside of, of what this team really is because they're good. It's really good. But you've got to be able to go into challenging environments, and now that's pretty much a given for them in the postseason and and be able to come out with a win. So it, it's, it's a tough game for them, but I think it's a really important game to show themselves and then for whatever it's worth show everybody else that – yeah, no, we, we failed to do it a number of times during the season, but we're, we're figuring out how to do it at the most important time now in Week 17. And then one uh, final one for you, actually, Evan Washburn, and then we'll let you run. Uh, Russell Wilson getting uh, benched this week and basically uh, lining up for an eventual release this offseason. How'd you process that one? I can't say it's, it's shocking. It, it's felt like it was heading in that direction really before the season even started. I know the con- contract was the albatross that had to be figured out and probably still will have to be figured out. We had Denver at one point, and, and things were positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was ahead of the loss to Houston, and, and I, I think that it's just it's a, it's a reminder that, and I know Russell had put words to this at one point, no matter how high you get, the, inevitably there's going to be a fall, and, and – Russ has been going through that the last two years. Thankfully, his bank account doesn't for the same up and ups and downs. And to me, what's more interesting at this point is what does he do? Because much like guys like Cam Newton or, I mean, Tim Tebow is a tough comp player status by any means, but like, I just don't see Russ as up anywhere. So it makes your options limited. Uh, so it'll be fascinating to see how that all plays out. Uh, once the, the season ends. Yeah, I thought maybe Pittsburgh or, or Atlanta. Those are the first two teams that came to mind uh, for me for Russ's next stop. With Joe Flacco, in my opinion, for uh, that, that next great uh, bridge quarterback opportunity because my <laughs> man has played himself into into a spot. <laughs> How about that? Evan Washburn, enjoy the game this weekend. You guys have a great one. Thanks so much for doing this. You got it, buddy. All right, he's streaming the NFL and Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Here is Dexter Henry. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.